talking about building a city reaching impacting church so look at Acts chapter 2 I just want to look at a few couple of scriptures here in Acts chapter 2 look uh, begin at verse 1 I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible um, and this, this one is not up on the board but just kind of follow along with me uh, verse 1 says when the day of Pentecost had fully come they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly they were in one accord in one place and the Bible says and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as, a, as of a mighty rushing wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting then appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance and they were dwelling there in Jerusalem devout men from every nation under heaven and when this sound occurred the multitude came together it says they were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language verse 7 then they were all amazed and marveled saying to one another look are not all these who speak Galileans and how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born this first part of the book of Acts in chapter 2 really for me kind of reminds me of what God did even at the beginning uh, when he created Adam right because God when he first created Adam he made him he formed him but Adam was laying there potential was laying there flesh was laying there the, the, the one who would call out the name of every animal every beast was laying there the, the one who would be the father of all, the father of you and I, was laying there dormant until, until God blew the breath of life in him. He blew the, blew the breath of life in a dead, dormant man that had so much potential. Not even, not even potential. Let me go past potential. In fact, let's put that word on the shelf for a moment. Because I believe that God, we deal in potential. God doesn't really deal in potential. You know what God deals with is purpose. He has a purpose for you and I. He had a purpose for Adam and Eve, right? And so that the purpose, mankind, the purpose of mankind from God was laying there until God blew the breath of life in it, in it. And you could say that God is doing the same thing as we read here in Acts chapter 2, breathing the breath of life in a lifeless church, a, a people gathered together, waiting. You could say dormant. They weren't doing nothing. They were praying. We know that. They were praying together and fellowshipping together, but they were waiting. They were waiting on something. And God blew his breath. The pneuma, the spirit of God came down and it filled and, and gave life to a church something new and so you, you know, it reminds me even of back in Ezekiel uh, when he spoke to those bones can these dead bones live yes they can with the breath of God and the Word of God you know and you think about that with the church think about some purposes in your life think about where you are in life personally think about some places where you've maybe messed up or some decisions that you've made that weren't the right decision and then I want you to say Lord can this purpose live can this still live in my life can this thing that seems so dead in my life live 
And God would say to you this morning, I don't care your age. I don't care how far, how many things you've done, how much you've messed up, where you are. The answer is yes and amen. If you'll turn to me. But you know what he's going to say? He's going to say, just like he told the rich young ruler, turn your back on it all. That doesn't mean uh, get divorced and, or even maybe sell your house unless God tells you to do that. But what it means is he has to be first in your life. I want to be first, God is saying. And if you will make me first in your life, these dead bones can live. And they will rise up and all you need to do is speak to them with my word. This purpose in your life will live. I don't care what's going on in your life. And so we need to know that really this, this is a portrayal, as we read this here, of God's presence coming and dwelling on people. We remember in the Old Testament, uh, you know, it, it, God's presence really was represented by fire. I mean, you remember the burning bush, right? It was the presence of God, the bush that wasn't consumed. Remember uh, when he made a covenant with a Abraham. There was a fire. His presence was represented by fire. Uh, there was a pillar of fire that led uh, the Israelites when they came out of Egypt, and it led them through the wilderness. It was the presence of God. Fire on the mountain uh, as he gives the law to Moses. Come on. And there was, there's fire. Fire represents God's presence even in the tabernacle. And so here, God's presence is coming. After Jesus had already said, I came that you might have life. You saw what the enemy wants to do. The enemy comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. But I come that you would have life and have it to the full, have it to the full, have life more abundantly. And now he's saying, go up there and wait, and now my presence, I've already told you my purpose, and now I'm giving you the power, amen, to have an abundant life and to live an abundant life. I'm giving you the power to even witness for me. My spirit is with you, and it's represented by fire. And so we must remember that. We are talking about pursuing an A2 model out of this book of Acts and, and building not this local church, but the universal church should really be an Acts 2 church as well. But we have to do our part as a local church. Look at some other scriptures here in Acts chapter 2. Go down to verse 47. It says, And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Praising God, having favor with all the people, the Lord added daily to those who who were being saved. Remember when Jesus talked to his disciples and he said, who do men say that I am? You know it, in Matthew chapter 16. Some say you're Elijah, some say, who do you say I am? Peter, you're the Messiah. Upon this rock I will build my church. One thing we must keep in mind is that Jesus is building his church. We've said it every Sunday in this series, but it bears worth repeating. Jesus is building his church. And I emphasize that only because we have, uh, we have in mind the way we think the church should go. I know I certainly do. I I'll be honest with you. I mean, there are, I, I think it should go like this, and I think service should go like this, and I think we should do church that way. And there's times even for me I have to back up and say, okay, wait a minute, Lord. I've been saying I think this and I think that, and I think there's a problem with that. <laughs> what is it that you want? How do you build your church? Because it may not be the way that you think it should be built. Maybe you're a person that grew up in church, 
and uh, you know, you, you, you've, you've seen some traditions and you've seen how church should go. And so just in your mind, that's how you think, that's what you think church is. You know, but Jesus says, I, no, I have my own idea of church. <laughs> and uh, some of us think church is, it, it boils down to the songs that you sing or the way someone preaches or teaches or the order of service or all of those things. And listen, if Jesus isn't first, then it ain't church, to use my best English. So he has to be sought first. It's all about him. It's not about us. So he adds, the Lord adds to the church. Remember, he added to the church daily those who are being saved. Look over in chapter 4, Acts chapter 4. Verse 4 says, however many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. Now, you know, back in that day, they, uh, they really emphasized counting men and not families. So uh, if, if most of those men had a family, how many was that? 10, 15,000, 20,000 people added to the church. Because what? Because they had a, they had a great outreach program uh, that went into the neighborhood and they reached out and they got a lot of people to come to their church. No. Oh, because they had a, a carnival uh, at their church and uh, that got all the kids to come and when all the kids came the parents came and that's how they got all the people to the church right it's not what the Bible says doesn't mean any of those things are bad in fact I think I'll, I'll talk about it mention it here just in a moment I think we ought to use any means necessary to get people as long as the word it's got it's what it's what 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 is first that's the most important thing if the word is first and Jesus is first then yeah if that's there use any means necessary Preach, teach, sing, rap, play guitar, do cartwheels, flip, whatever, wear a t-shirt. As long as the word in Jesus is first, all of that stuff uh, doesn't matter. But see, what we do is we make all of those things first. Let's, let's, let me see, what can I do? Let's get some t-shirts, let's do that, let's do this. And oh, by the way, now let's pray and ask Jesus to bless what we did. As if, you know, don't worry about it, Jesus. I'll come up with all the programs. All you need to do is once I come up with it, then bless it, okay? Stop telling me from the jump. I know what to do, okay? And you say, that sounds ridiculous, but it's what we do. I mean, really, I mean, we don't think of it that way, but it really is what we do, and we do it in our life. God, I know. I, I, I know I owe some money, uh, but I got this. You know, I got my job. I'm going to pull out my little spreadsheet, and I, I can go over this way, and if I borrow money here, and I do that, and I can do all this stuff. And then after I got my plan together, now, Lord, I've come up with this plan. Multiply it and bless it. But here's the thing about that. He already has a plan. He's got a perfect plan. He's got a perfect financial plan. He's got a perfect marriage plan. He's got a perfect job plan, career plan, vocational plan. God has got a perfect life plan. Come on. He's already got a perfect plan. So instead of us making plans and then coming and seeing how it might match up or we can get the scripture to match up with our plan, why don't we first look at his plan and then look at our life and form our life according to his plan? Come on. And then we won't have to go through all of those things. Jesus is adding to his church. Even verse 16 there in chapter 4, let me give you a couple that are not up there on the board. We, what, what shall we do with these men, they said, in, in verse 16, chapter 4 of Acts. For indeed, that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. You know what they were doing? They were preaching the word. Peter got up and preached the word. Success is in your hands. Overcoming is in your hands. And if it's not in your hands, get your Bible. It's in your hands. Come on. 
It's in your hands. Uh, verse 33, and with great power the apostles gave witnesses to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. What did they do? They just spoke about Jesus. They talked about Jesus. Death, burial, and resurrection and how he overcame. They, they, they magnified the Lord Jesus and great grace was on them all. Look at uh, chapter 5, verse 14. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. They were increasingly added. Can I just say something else to you? That God is all about growth. He's about growth in the church. He's about growth in your life. Don't ever get stagnant in your life and say, well, you know, uh, I, you know I've, I've done this and I've done so many things and I'm, I'm cool now. I don't need to grow anymore in my life. Can I tell you a little secret? Sister Sharon always comes to me and we talk about different things and I can tell she's constantly growing. More than a whole bunch of other people. <laughs> Come on. And she, what are you, Sister Sharon? 64, 60, oh, 86. I was thinking, okay, 86, 68, all right. You don't look 86. Okay, <laughs> 87? Next month, 87 next month, still growing, still growing in the Lord and in her life, still seeking. Why does she have to read the Bible and study and have Matthew's concordance and all these other things? Why would she have to do that at 87? Because she loves it, <laughs> and she's still growing. God is good all the way to the end of this life, and he's good beyond that, but he's good all the way. <laughs> he is good, and so he wants you to live an abundant life always. Let me just throw in one other scripture. If you flip over to, it's not up there, but uh, chapter 6. Look at chapter 6 and verse 7. It says this. It says, uh, then the word of God spread. The word of God spread, key. And the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. The word of God spread. People came. Word of God went out people came. The word is alive. Oh, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Come on, you need a breakthrough. The word, the word is your key. This is a more sure word of prophecy. Come on. I know we love to go to church service and we love to listen to, uh, you know, all sorts of evangelists and it's great because we need, uh, you know, we need preaching in us. But I want to tell you, you have something. If you can't get to your phone or your TV or your computer or uh, whatever it is to watch your favorite evangelist or listen to your favorite song, you have something right here that is more, it's a more sure word of prophecy. Don't discount the word that you have. And you can say, well, I need somebody to break it down for me. You know, there's this, uh, there's this uh, 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 presence and he is called the Holy Spirit and he's able to teach you. And it doesn't matter your education level. I don't care if you made it to third grade or if you got six doctorates. Uh, the Holy Spirit is able to teach you. And so rely on him. He's able to teach you how to overcome. Come on, he's able to teach you how to get out of debt. He's able to teach you how to make your marriage better. He's able to teach you how to get on your feet. Come on, he's able to teach you how to excel at your job. He's able to teach you how to be a man of integrity. He's able to teach you how to be a Proverbs 31 woman that everyone looks to. Come on, he's able to teach you how to be the borrower and not the lender. He's able to teach you how to have wisdom to walk in your life. He's able to teach you all things. And so we need to rely on the Holy Spirit. Building this Acts 2 church. 
Let me just tell you three things very briefly uh, that the Acts 2 church, the people reaching church is all about. Because this is what it's all about, is people. That's what it boils down to. It really boils down to people. Amen? It boils down to people. We talk about, let me throw this in there, we talk about the Holy Spirit. We just read it in chapter 2. Uh, they waited, they were praying, they were together, they were on one accord, the Holy Spirit came. Yes, the Holy Spirit came like cloven tongues of fire, and guess what they did? They started speaking in tongues. Don't be afraid of it. <laughs> you know, the Holy Spirit came, and they had a revival meeting up there, and they did all of those things. You know what we do so much is we, I, I know I keep saying, but we focus on all of these things. But you know what really the Holy Spirit is about? The Holy Spirit is about people. I mean, think about Jesus. Think about the miracles he did. Think about the wedding at Cana when he turned water into wine. What was that about? You know what it was about? People. So that a young couple wouldn't be embarrassed because they ran out of wine. Jesus cares about you. It's about people. Everybody Jesus healed, it's about people. It's about people. That's what the church is about. That's what the Christian life is about. It's about people. Now, the first thing we need to know, this A2 church, this people-reaching church, the first thing is the A2 church, it adds people to the Lord, first of all. Before we start talking about, do you want to be part of the role? Do you want to sign on the membership role? Type welcome to connect and come to connect class and, uh, you know, we, we'll make you part of our church and get you plugged in. And we want to do all those things because uh, it, there's something to be said about being plugged in and fellowshipping together. But you have to understand that the very first thing you have to do is you're added to the Lord. You're added to the Lord. Listen to Acts 2.38. You know it well. Peter said to them, repent, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Spirit. Down in verse 40, it says, and with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Now, it, it's not that they were added to the church at Jerusalem. They were added to first church. They were added to second church in Antioch. They were added to the fellowship of believers. They were added to the Lord, first of all. They were added to the Lord. All believers must become a messenger of this gospel message, the good news of the kingdom of God the kingdom of God. All believers must communicate this message everywhere at all times. I know that maybe if you're a member of this church, this local church, or whatever church you're a member of, when you're out and you're on your job and you're out at the store and you're uh, out watching your kids play basketball at the game or whatever it is you're doing, you have to realize that you do represent, you know, Life Church or Second Baptist or whatever church it is because they're going to look at you and say, man, that person, she's over there cursing at the referee, uh, but I, when I visited Life Church, she's a member of Life Church. So, yeah, you do represent your local church, but you know you represent more the Lord Jesus Christ. That's really what people look at. You represent the Lord Jesus Christ because you're added to the Lord. All believers must see the potential in those who are prepared to believe in Christ. Here's, here's what I mean by that. Don't just look at people and say, because they're different than me. This, this, the, the, those folks over there, they, they sing that kind of way, and they do hymns, and this, they over here, they use uh, all guitars, and that, that church over there, all they do is use organ, and uh, this church, that, that guy over there preaches a certain way, you know, like he's got asthma, and this guy over here, he just talks softly, so you can't hardly hear him, you know, but it, it doesn't matter. 
If anyone wants to come to the Lord Jesus, we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. And need I remind you, need I remind you, you might not want to hear this, but need I remind you, if you have a brother and sister by natural blood that has not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ yet, and you have, then I'm more your brother than your natural brother and sister. I hate to tell you that. I don't hate to tell you that, but, you know, I'm more your, whether you like it or not, you might not like it, but I'm your brother. I'm your brother. And even if I look funny, you're ashamed of me. I'm your brother. <laughs> so we have to realize that as Christians. It doesn't matter what background people have or what tattoos or lack of hair or whatever it might be uh, that you notice about people. If they love the Lord Jesus and they're seeking, then we must see that potential in them and preach the Lord Jesus to them. And, and God will add people to the Lord daily. So God adds people to the Lord. He adds people to himself. And the A2 church does that same thing. This is what we're building, an A2 church that first adds people to the Lord. I mean, we love our church. If you go to a different church, you love your local church, and uh, you want to see it excel, you want to see it grow just like we do here. But first, you must add people to the Lord. He must be first. And second thing, the A2 church, and here's, here's what I was saying. The A2 church uses all means available to reach the lost, and I wanted to throw this in here, the unchurched and the prodigal, right? Because we know it's about salvation, but it's not just about salvation. Some people have turned away. Some people have been offended. Some people are just prodigal. Some haven't been offended. They just like sin more than they did church, okay? I hate to tell you this too, but been there? <laughs> yeah, when I, was, when I was about 21, I won't tell you any stories. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I love church. I went to church, every, nothing, nothing was wrong with church. Nobody offended me. I just like sin a little bit better. I was like staying away. And so some people are that way. They call prodigals. <laughs> so we need to bring, the A2 church brings them back. And we use any means available. But now remember, I didn't put it up there, but remember, as long as Jesus is first. It's not our agenda. It's his agenda. Jesus must be preached first. Jesus, death, burial, and resurrection. He must be preached. It's not about anything else but Jesus. He's first, then everything else. And then if you do that, use any means. I don't care. Any means necessary. Do it. Go out however you do it. Do it. And then finally, number three, the A2 church does add people to the church. Once we add people here, and this, you know what this is really about, something we talked about uh, yesterday when we were at the prison ministry. You know what this is really about? It's about discipleship. It's about discipleship. And I know we here have to do better, and I think church, the church as a whole has to do better. You know, we have to do better. We admit it. We have to do better with discipleship, you know, and we, we always have to strive to do better with that. Uh, it, you know, Acts 2.47, praising God, having favor with all the people, the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. What are we saying when we say add people to the church? That means that when people uh, come into the church, whether it's someone who is, recently saved or they get saved here, whether they were unchurched, uh, they knew the Lord but they just didn't go to church, or whether they were a prodigal coming back, we do want to first add them to the Lord, but then we want to get them plugged in because it's a, remember it's about people, and it's about fellowship. We don't want to just say, well, come in, you know, the Lord is good, the Lord loves you, okay, now you go do your thing, I'm going to go talk to someone. You know one of the things that I absolutely hate, I, I hate this, but I know it's just the way of the world. One of the things I hate is when you are a consumer and you've been with a company or a bank for 20, 
25 years. Some of you young people haven't experienced this yet, but I have. You've been with a, a company, AT&T, you know, or a bank, uh, IU, or Credit Union, or Fifth Third, Huntington, whatever it is, for 25 years, and uh, you have some issues, and you call in, and they, they act like they don't want nothing to do with you. You know, they don't want anything to do with you. All, 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 the, all the sales, everything is going toward uh, new people. It's all about getting new people. Uh, not much is about retention. And I hate that. I'm, I'm saying, I know you've got to get new people. I understand you want to grow. But I've been, I've been faithful. I never missed a payment in 20 years. Uh, you know, I've, I, I've been faithful to you. And, and you. and this is how you treat me? You know, people look at the church like that. I've been faithful here. I've been coming. I've been your friend. I volunteered when you needed some extra people to help with the kids or when you were doing that one program. You know, I volunteered and I did. And nobody said, now I'm not looking for any glory or anything, but, you know, no one said anything. Uh, you know, and, and now are oh, you doing all these new programs in 2019 and it's only about new people. What about the people who are here? Can we, what about some, some Bible studies for us? I know you want to talk about the gospel, but I want to know about the tabernacle. Can we have one class about that? You know, can I, can I, come on, can I, you know, I, 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 I hate that. And so people uh, look at the church like that as well. And so we add people to the church. We want to get people connected in. We want to reach people with the gospel and the church message. And we don't leave people as orphans in the kingdom of God. We take them in. If anyone wants to know about the Lord Jesus, we must take them in and get them connected. Oh, and, and by the way, when we're able to do this, I'll just say this. You know it by now. If you build God's house, if you build God's house, if you build God's house, he will build your house. God is telling you, just like the rich young ruler here this morning, leave it all behind. Make me first. I'm able to cause you to overcome. I have, not only do I have the plan, but the plan is already in place. All you have to do is fall in. All you got to do is get on the train. This train, get on the train. All you got to do is hop up on the train. Your, your debt relief, your, uh, your marriage counseling, your uh, getting out of sin uh, answers, all of that. All you got to do is jump up on the train. And guess what? You're not the first one. You're not the first one.